Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening and welcome. Welcome to the Coco Express Show Network for March 25th, 2015. And if you are regular to the show, you know it's time for Real Estate Straight Talk with Sharon Homer and Joe Bellardo. Want to know what's going on in the home buying market? Stay tuned. Real Estate Straight Talk is up next. Part of the Coco Express Network. Hello and good evening, everyone. Um, this is Sharon Homer, and we have Joe Bellardo on the line. Hi, Joe. Hello. Hey, how are you doing? And we want to just welcome all of our uh, listeners back to the show. Um, and as we discuss today, uh, relationships and how to build healthy relationships. And um, in particular, we're going to be starting on focusing on landlord-tenant relationships. Um, and we all know um, that Joe Bellardo is actually a um, property manager here in Delaware. So we're going to um, pick Joe's brain a little bit about uh what goes on in his world on a day-to-day basis when um, being a landlord, working with an owner, and also working alongside tenants um, and bringing those two relationships and bridging those two relationships together. So um, we're just going to jump right into it and talk about the importance that it, the importance of building and maintaining those um, healthy relationships between the two parties. So. So what is it like in your world on a day-to-day basis when dealing on the side of um, you personally, um, since you have to work, you're kind of the third party as we are in the real estate world with dealing with um, buyers and sellers and agents and um, buyers, agents and selling agents. And your everyday world on the landlord side um, is you have to kind, kind of be that third party between the uh, land the owner and the tenant. So what is what is that like, and how how do you how does that mesh um, in your everyday ac- uh, activity? Yeah, well, um, you know, um, well, one thing I start out by saying, which you hear me say all the time, is um, success in life, not just in business, but success in life is all about um, building and maintaining healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, in the landlord-tenant relationship um, in general, I would say it's it's usually an antagonistic one. But mm-hmm. um, what I can do, what I do as being a property manager is come in, come in the middle and, and bring those parties together and I, I create harmony. 
Um, to clarify what I mean when I say antagonistic is you have a lot of um, people, especially now, you know, in, in times when economies are tough and things, are, you know, in general, people are more stressed about things. Yeah. So what happens is in, in that relationship is um, everybody's thinking of themselves. Mm-hmm. So you have you have you have some landlords. I won't say all of them, but you have some landlords and investors that they're looking at their rental property. You know, and it, it, it's an investment, but they're just looking at the money aspect right. of that investment. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I bought this house. I want to do little to nothing to it. I want all the return. You know, I want all the rent money and everything else. Mm-hmm. But you know, when it comes to, when it comes time to make a repair, and upgrade or anything like that, I really don't want to do it. You know, I, right. I want this. I you want know, the money. I, I expect that I buy this house now, and for the next thirty years, I don't spend a penny. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and by the same token, you have tenants who come in, and you know, they're uh, you know, sad to say, some of them are like these helpless people. Right. Who just expect that, you know, the the landlord is a, as much of their parent as anything and will take right. care of any situation they have. You know, I mean, you, you may have a tenant calling you because they got into an argument with a neighbor, and it's like, right. uh, wow. what, what am I supposed to do about that? Right. You know, but, you know, really, again, and I think some of it has to do with the times we're in, a lot of people enter into these relationships really looking to see what they can get out of it, mm-hmm. but not what they mm-hmm. can put into it. And just me and the way I run my business is, I, I and, and as you said, I am a third party. I'm in the middle. And so, I, I again, I try to bring as much harmony as is possible. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, act, I act as an advocate. Really, I think about it like this. I'm a property manager, so whatever is best for the property is what's best for me and mm-hmm. best for everybody, actually. So, um, you know, in the case of that guy who buys a house and doesn't want to upgrade it ever, <laughs> I tell him, I say, listen, uh, how long does you put those carpets in there? Don't you think uh, they, sh- they should be worn by now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Or, yeah. you know, you have that old tile work from back in the 70s. In the in the bathroom, and I know that looked nice back then, but you know mm-hmm. you, you need to maybe rip it out. And I know that costs a little bit of money, but um, when you do it, it, it's only to your benefit because now your property has that much more value, um, not just um, a sale value or an appraised value, but mm-hmm. value in rent and value to the ten- a tenant wanting to stay there. That's and, true. and by the same token, I'm, I'm telling those tenants, listen, you need to do your part and take care of the place. Right. You'll scream and cry when a, if, if you see a mouse, but you've got yeah. all this trash sitting around. <laughs> yeah. What do you think going to happen, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That's, all- that's, that's a lot of what I do. And not only them, there's also contractors and all kinds of other people involved. And I always let them know, listen, I'm not the one doing the work here. This guy is. But mm-hmm. this guy needs to get paid, so you know, you know, so it's all it's all a, a community, really, is the way I look at yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you, I think your um, explanation was on point. I, I have to imagine that it is easier 
um, for both parties, both the owner and the tenant, when dealing with a third party rather than um, the owner um, him, himself or herself. I mean, I, could, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, like you said, you kind of make things, bring things, into, make things harmonious when you are kind of a, you're you're not directly you're involved, but you're not di- you're you're not directly involved. You know, we yeah. know with sellers that sellers uh, become emotional when it comes to pricing yeah. their homes and selling their homes. Buyers are emotional when it comes to negotiating and making offers. But as a when dealing with a third party and a landlord tenant relationship, I have to I can only imagine that there has to be better um, for both parties when working with someone who is somewhat objective and is looking overall at the value of the property, as you mentioned, even, um, you know, someone who's sitting on, rather than having an owner just sitting on, oh, I have this property, you need a roof over your head, pay me this and pay me that. And I really, that really doesn't put focus on the investment itself like you and I talked about in previous shows, Mm -hmm. but I mean, when you have a third, an objective third party, you have people who is really, who are really looking out for the, the, the actual need for the tenant yeah. and as well as the owner. So, yeah. hey, maybe it's time to update this bathroom. Maybe it's time to update this kitchen. And if you're really looking for a long-term tenant, then maybe, you know, this could potentially add value. I mean, and over time, you can slowly – um, increase rent over time when you make different changes to the home. Um, yeah. As you said, not only in sale value, but in the value of the rent. I mean, am I wrong, or is that? No, that's, that's exactly that's exactly right. And just to add to that, um, you know, tenants and um, landlords, neither neither one of them are necessarily a professional at, at mm-hmm. what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. you know, a tenant. Obviously, they're just they're a tenant, so they do whatever job they do in the day, and then when they come home, they're home. And, mm-hmm. and so you get a lot of, um, as you know, in real estate, people tend to get emotional, especially when it when it comes to dealing with their home. Mm-hmm. They tend and to money. get emotional <laughs> and mm-hmm. money, all those things. You know, so which makes which is why that landlord tenant relationship is so important. Um, because all those things are at stake. Your home is at stake. Your money is at stake. You know, your quality of life. So, needless to say, there are times when, on both, I would say, on both sides, they don't say things in the best way, in the most professional way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, by having me as a third party, I could translate for them. You know, they may right. say this. What what X Y Z is falling apart, you know, and it's not uh, X for the X is not the best way of saying it, but I can be like, um, you know, I can when I talk to the <laughs> landlord, I can say, oh, the tenant is asking, you can do, <laughs> you know, right. I can kind of mm-hmm. translate it, and I've had situations actually where the owner and tenant did know each other or did cross paths with each other. And where they totally didn't like each other at all. Wow, really? And yeah, it's kind of t- tough, but it's been times where I've literally been the mediator and the one in the middle, wow. and the only one in the situation that everyone kind of got along with. Because you know, wow. and it happens. It happens especially when they do take it seriously. So you know, again, some people, you know, say the roof's leaking. The, the tenants, you know, that's that's my daughter's room. Ah, that's leaking in my daughter's room. You know, people kind of lose it sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, the toilet backed up. 
you know. And then sometimes <laughs> the owner gets also emotional because it's like, ah, oh, you did this and you backed up my plumbing and, you know, I put, I just put a new thing in there, you know, and they get very emotion, emotional and personal. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, people are just living their life and things happen. I mean, any any man-made structure or anything, period, over time, it deteriorates, you know, if you don't mm-hmm. maintain that. You know, that's your house, that's your car, that's anything. Right. So, and, and and wear and tear is just something that happens naturally. So any anything in a home can, you know, fall apart or break or what have you or need to be repaired. And it has nothing to do, it's not that the landlord's taking your money, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, is trying to do anything. And then and sometimes it's not that the tenant is per se trying to do anything wrong either, you know, say they back up the toilet, maybe they didn't, you know, they don't intentionally want, I mean, there are times where people do things intentionally, but for the most part, they're just living their life. And then sometimes it just takes communication. Hey, listen, you know, especially with younger or more novice tenants, like, hey, you know, make sure you change this filter. Like, we'll, we'll, you know, for example, on a heater. Hey, this needs filter. Yeah. You, you may not know that. You maybe never rented your own place, but right. <laughs> you're gonna need to change this, uh, or at least let us know. You know, call someone to service it, and you know, neglecting to do that can result in you know the furnace not working well. Now the fur now the right. heat's not working the furnace. Now they're upset and they're yelling or whatever and saying, "Oh, my hot, my heat ain't working." But then not even realizing that they had uh, something to do with that. Right, right. You know, because they got, you know, the basement in a certain condition or maybe they even put clutter in the basement and now it's blocking the return or or something. Like, there's been many times where uh, tenants call me about a heat-related issue and I'm like, "Mm, just flip the switch right here. There's nothing wrong with this heater. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. You know, uh, you, you got this block in this return. You know, just just move this over, and it, but you know they honestly didn't know, um, and so that's what I do again as a middle person, not you know keep the emotion out of it and just be like, listen, you're you're make, you're upset, but this is all this is all it is right here. Let's just right take care of this, and and you're good. <laughs> right. Well, the, I, I mean, I think I think those are very good, valid points. Um, yeah. and, and it's interesting that you mentioned the wear and tear on. Um, the home, um, because, you know, we just briefly went over building, um, how to build relationships and how to, uh, how, how to build that landlord tenant relationship, um, uh, which is basically contractually. Um, but, um, there's also wear and tear on the relationship that can cause, um, a divide or cause something to break. So maintaining that relationship, um, and once you build a relationship, it is simply a relationship, but how to maintain um, and build a healthy relationship between landlord-tenant is really, yeah. I guess, having to um, – is really having to, to 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 do your job, I guess, as as a landlord, and to know what that is. And you really uh, covered a lot of that. Um, just to kind of add to that, um, I guess is 
what I would say is communication and really having that up front with um, setting the expectation with your uh, yes. with your your initial client, which will um, be the owner. Um, and also setting the expectation for your tenant through the screening process so you don't waste yeah. time. How does how does that how do you put that um those modules into play when um selecting tenants and even yeah. um a, going into contract with your owners? That's a that's a great question because um that is something I do um before I get into any of those relationships is explain to them what the proper mm-hmm. expectation is mm-hmm. because, you know, in any relationship, you know, not just business, but in any relationship, yeah. a lot of times things go wrong when people have the wrong expectation yeah. or when they expect something and it's not delivered. Right. So what I do, you know, one thing that always, it kind of, this these words always stay in the back of my mind is treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. And also right. teach people how to treat you. That's right, you know? Joe. So any anything you accept, and, and you know this, anything you accept in the beginning of a relationship, you know, it's only going to amplify, as as you said, over time, you mm-hmm. know, it kind of gets worn. So, you know, one a common thing landlords complain about is tenants calling them in the middle of the night. Well, uh, you don't have to allow that. That's right. <laughs> you could, and I tell them from day one, calling me. And first of all, after a certain amount of time, I don't answer my phone. So you mm-hmm. can call it a hundred times in a row, and I'm not. It, it, I say, I tell them, it, 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 it might, it's. Uh, I, I say it jokingly, but I tell them, listen, if you ever have an emergency, call nine one one because they're mm-hmm. the ones qualified <laughs> to handle emergencies. You mm-hmm. know. You know. Other than that, you know, call me at this certain time. Other, you know, and regardless of what's happening, this is the tone of voice that I require people to speak to me in. You know, this is the way I I let people know this is the way I like to be treated, and this is the way Mm -hmm. I will treat you in return. And a lot of times you can, in a conversation, um, like you said, pre-screening, you Mm -hmm. can tell, you know, most of the time, if you really take time to talk to that person, you can tell if that's going to be amicable and if that's going to be the relationship you want. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes sometimes you just shouldn't do it. There's times where you shouldn't sign that lease, not just as that's a landlord, true. but sometimes as a tenant. You know, true. Because that is very true. Yeah, if, if you know, if you're a tenant and you meet the, the, the person that's going to be the landlord, I know you're desperate. You know, again, people get emotional. I know you want to move yeah. and you need to get out the place mm-hmm. you're in and, I know all these emotions are running high, but sometimes you can meet that person and Mm -hmm. see right there, this is not the kind of person I want to deal with. I need to keep walking and find another landlord. And the same thing for landlords. You will meet that tenant and you will see something, again, as in any relationship, as in Mm -hmm. someone you might date, someone who's supposedly going to be your friend, they tell you things in the midst of conversation that lets you know, okay, you know what? this is not going to work out, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as a third party, sometimes it's easier for me to say it, you know. But I, I always keep um, the owners abreast, and I tell them, listen, 
I know you really want to turn it in here today, you know, because everybody wants everything today. Yeah. I know you want to, I know you want someone in here today, but I sat down with and I spoke to this person in the conversation. And do you know in this one conversation, they changed their their story like three times in terms of wow. what they did with their last place and what their job wow. situation was. You know, so do you really want this as your tenant? Right. Doesn't literally can't keep their story straight. If they're doing that now before you sign the lease, what's going to happen six, seven, eight months from now? You know. Yeah. So, you know, there there have been times where I didn't sign a lease. You know, my best decision was to not sign that lease or or yeah. on that client and go woo. You know, and then you hear something later, or you know. You see them in court at the, at the yeah. court with another man. <laughs> exactly. <victim>. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, and, and you do your best. You know, at the at the end of the day, you know, it's nothing's perfect. The system's not perfect. You know, so you just try your best to gauge it out. But I, I always approach all of these situations in that manner as as it's a relationship. You know, and the same the same could be. With me, I mean, they may may not like the way I speak to them. You know, mm-hmm. they might be talking about me. They don't find you don't have to live here. You know, that is very true. And I mean, I think it really all boils standard and um and and having a standard one um and setting the expectation up front. Um, it's interesting as uh, as we were researching um, this topic, I came across um, a few definitions, and one is um, I felt really hits the points that you just um, made, which is um, in regards to a relationship, relationship being the way in which two or more people or organizations regard and behave toward each other. And Mm -hmm. it's important to know that from both angles because as a tenant, if you have a, if you, like you said, are sitting down and meeting with your landlord um, for the first time through application process or whatever, which I'm sure the beginning part of the process before you enter into an agreement, um, you know that definition. You're gonna you're gonna note how you behave um, toward each other, and that is your opportunity to set the expectation. Um, and it's like your first. It's like p- putting on giving your first impression. Um, mm-hmm. And you want you want your landlord. I think tenant. That's very important for tenants to know that. You know, you have to. Your first impression is everything. Um, it, it helps the landlord decide whether you are worthy of um, taking that home off the market for, um, or have, or or not. Um, and the same with same goes for the landlord is um, the the tenant. You know, you if you don't like how that landlord is is treating you or. Um, um, conducting business, and more than likely, that's how the rest of your lease and your term is going to be if you decide to enter into the contract. And it's sometimes, just like you said, it's just not worth it, and you just need to walk away. And yeah. it, it's interesting that we're on that note because um, there was a question um, that had came through mm-hmm. that I just wanted to to ask. Um, and we've talked about communication, keeping lines of communication open and so forth and so on. But um, one of the questions that came through, this is a real-life situation. Um, however, the uh, individual chose to keep their uh, themselves anonymous. So, okay. however, the question is, um, 
a home was rented um, eight months ago in which the landlord agreed to make repairs during the initial agreement. Um, repairs have not yet been made, um, yet there has been $100 um, deducted from my rent each month to compensate for the repairs not being made. Uh, meanwhile, there are still cosmetic issues such as plumbing and other issues that um, I would like to have repaired as, as promised. Um, I don't know what to do at this point. Um, any any advice is greatly appreciated. Okay. You know, um, this actually happens a lot. Like, it happens more than, you, you know, you would think. But there are a lot of landlords, again, people are desperate. You know, the money situation isn't always great. And a lot of times you have tenants who are having financial trouble and and even landlords, you know, the landlord, just because they own the property doesn't mean that, they, you know, they're wealthy, you know, or, or they're managing their money right. And a lot of landlords yeah. are having uh, money problems. And so I hear, I've been hearing about this a lot lately with landlords. I, I have, I, like, I've sat down with meetings with, you know, owners of properties, and they say, oh, yeah, um, you know, I rented to the, I lowered their rent because I didn't do this repair, and in exchange, I lowered it. I've even heard mm. of arrangements where they're like, well, the tenant said they would fix it, so, you know, I lowered their rent to let them fix it. You know, mm. obviously those are both uh, desperate things to do. Yeah. But to answer the question um, from the, the, view, the listener, the best thing to do um, in any, you know, because it is a relationship, but at the same time, you know, it's a legal and business relationship. That's true. So any agreement made, you should get it in writing. That's right. Period. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe that, that you know, they moved in and that landlord said, hey, um, I know this and this isn't, you know, working right, but um, I will take care of it, I promise. And, you know, at some point, now one, you know, again, as a tenant, you got a question, do I even want to move in to this place? But, again, sometimes That's tenants true. feel emotional and desperate and they'll mm-hmm. take it because it's, it, it's a place, it's a roof over their head. Mm-hmm. But now I'm, I'm immediately, if I'm a tenant, I'm, I'll be concerned and I'd say, well, I need this in writing. You know, yeah. You're going to do this thing. And it seems, it sounds like the landlord, uh, you know, they're, they're agreeing they didn't do it. So in, in in exchange, they're saying, well, I'll take less rent. Mm-hmm. But at, at the end of the day, that's, you know, uh, and it sounds from the question that it, it's not cutting it for that tenant. You know, they're still mm-hmm. like, well, I'm not happy. I, I want this thing, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think, again, in those situations, you want to get in writing and you want to be clear because the, the $100 less on the rent may not be a, a proper, um, you know, payment, if you will, or exchange right. for the thing not being done. You know, so you got to, before you agree to certain things, you got to really think about it, you know, and say, is it, no, I just want, I just want you to fix this and, will, you know, put a date and time on it, you know, not just in writing that they will fix it, but actually date it. Like, it will be fixed within the next 60 days or whatever it is, 30 days, whatever mm-hmm. you're on. 
But outside of having it in writing, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's hard to prove, you know, like, you know. And whether he said it or he or she said it or not. Right, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and it's even what if it is in writing? If it's, if it's in writing, now you have a legal argument, and, you know, and that's why you should do a lot of things in writing. And, by the way, I'm going to clarify, writing is not that you send a text. <laughs> uh, well, <okay>. Writing is <laughs> a written letter. Um, or written or written agreement, just like a contract, just like the lease is in writing. Signed so, by both parties. Right, signed by both parties. So you should make this, it, it would be an addendum, if you will, to mm-hmm. the you know, a subject to kind of kind of lease. Hey, mm-hmm. I understand that you know what you know whatever it is that's not working right. I understand that this isn't working right. Um, in exchange, the tenant will get the rent to you know the low, lower to X amount. But however, the landlord will fix it by X Y Z date. Right. And then once you have a written agreement, and that date is on there. As soon as it's the legal, party yeah. doesn't, doesn't reach that date, now now you have legal recourse. Yeah. But if all you have is a verbal thing, you know, you really don't have much to go on. There's nothing That's to really true. prove. Um, which now it's going to make more work for you because now if you do want to take it to court, in order for you to win the case in court, you will have to have documentation. So now say it was supposed to be done April 1st, mm-hmm. April 1st comes and goes, he doesn't do it. If he, if you did have the documentation, you can go to the court right there. Look, it's April 1st, you didn't do it, it's clear cut. You know, you put that in front of a judge, it's, well, you said you'd do it by April 1st, it's April 1st, you didn't do it, you know, you lose. You know? Mm-hmm. But when it's, when it's verbal, now you're going to have to start making the paper trail so now instead of April 1st, you know, it's going to be May and June, you know, before you actually, you know, can get some kind of uh, finality to the sub- to the situation because, you know, there's nothing to go by. It's just verbal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um that makes a lot of sense, and I, and I think, like you said, when you're making any type of emotional decision, out of especially when it comes to a tenant and you're desperate, you have a deadline, you have a family, and you need a roof over your head, you know, you are going to make some type of agreement. But just, you know, to answer your question, listener, um, as Joe mentioned, you know, hopefully this is in writing. If it is in writing, then hold him or her accountable to um, the agreement that was made. Um, And the best, I guess, the next step would be, you know, um, hopefully it's in writing, the next step would be is to, I guess, um, present that to the courts, or how do you you go about? Okay. You you can file a motion. You know, um, the same way landlords can take a tenant to court for breaching Mm -hmm. the, the agreement, a tenant may do so as well. Okay. A lot of tenants may not realize that they can, but they can take a landlord to court for breaching the agreement. However, you should always refer to the landlord tenant code because it's, it's not as, as clear, you know, as simple. It's not simple for a landlord to take a tenant to court and it's not simple for a tenant to take a landlord to court. Okay. It's a process. Yeah. It's a process and you have to be very clear. So in other words, if you're the tenant and rent's doing the first, it's not that I'm taking you to court on the second. Right, you know, hey, right. Hey, you know, 
So there's a there's a process, you know. On the second, you know, I can say, well, your rent was due the first, you're late. But there's a process and, um, you know, standards to how I can proceed with that. So mm-hmm. it, it would be the same thing on the tenant's case. But by having it in writing, see, the lease is in writing, and and so the landlord made sure you put, you know, you sign that. So when you do miss your rent, no, they're not going to take you to court on the second of the month, but that clock ticks, mm-hmm. and and now they can start doing their process, so that you know, before that month is over, they can take you to court, you know, because mm-hmm. they've, they've done everything, you know, you know they need to do, and there are some things they need to do, you know, give notices and things like that. But as long as they follow that procedure, they're good to go. And the same the same would hold true for a tenant. You know, so as long as they give proper notices and things of that nature, they they too can start to penalize the landlord. You know, it could be possible that they could terminate the lease and say, "Well, I want I want to just leave and go somewhere else." You know, you you broke this contract. It could be that they could withhold some of the rent to make the repair or hire someone to make the repair themselves if the landlord's mm-hmm. not going to do it. You know, so there's there's a few different options they would have, you know, based on the situation. Um, but, again, in order to even start that process, you have to document it. You can't just come on a verbal thing and go, well, he said this, you know, that's, that's he said, she said. You know, right, that's not, right. That's not going to work in court. Correct. Which is which is understandable. And this is a very um, this is a topic that I think is very interesting. Um, that we always get a lot of questions about. Um, although the law varies from state to state, I know you and I both personally get a lot of questions when it comes to um, renting property um, from either side, especially from tenants. You know, the first thing is to want to withhold rent and. I want to evict and different things like that. So this is definitely a topic that um, we want to dig into and um, provide additional information on. However, we just can't always do that within the time frame that is allowed. So we are going to have a a continuation um, definitely on our next show. And thank you so much, Joe, for the information shared today. Um, Just since we are about to close out, do you have any tips, um, a tip that you will give to our listeners um, regarding the topic to Diane? Well, the, the the main tip I would have is, is, especially for those of you in Delaware, but I'm sure in other states it's the same thing. In Delaware, you can go on the state website, the State of Delaware website, and on there they have the Landlord-Tenant Code, which the Landlord-Tenant Code is the law. It's the Bible, if you will, mm-hmm. of landlord-tenant laws and relations. There's mm-hmm. also another document on there, which is called the summary of the land, because the landlord-tenant code is very long. Mm-hmm. The summary breaks it down. It's like the cheat sheet, if you will, um, the cliff notes. And just from reading that, you can go by any topic, uh, what happens if he doesn't do the repair, and it's right in there. So mm-hmm. I would recommend people, other than hiring a lawyer, um, the next best thing would be to go right to this document. It's legal. It's the law. It tells you what to, what to do and how to do it. 
and and read it. I think anyone who is a landlord or is a tenant should should at least um, reference it as much as possible. Mhm. Okay. I think that's a great tip. A great tip for on on so many different levels. When an owner wants to hire a landlord and um, when the tenant wants to rent, you need to know the laws and know your rights and know what you can and can't do. So I think that's an, an excellent tip. Um, and as I stated, this is a, a, a very interesting conversation that we get a lot of um, questions about. So we are going to continue this. Um, and our next show um, is April 29th um, at 7.30 p.m. here on the Coco Express Show. So we want to invite you all back to come and partake in some more information regarding landlord ten- building uh, land healthy relationships through landlord tenant uh, tenant relationships, and we want to thank you again, Joe, for the information. Thank you all for joining in. Are there um, anything else that you want to add uh, this evening before uh, we close out? Before we close, we just want to remind everybody that tomorrow um, during happy hour from five to seven p.m. we're going to be at celebrations on market. Anyone who's in our general area, um, Celebrations of Market is located in Wilmington, Delaware. Anyone who's in the general area can come out and meet and greet us in person and ask questions or just kind of hang with us, you know. Um, That's what we do. We do it once a month, the last Thursday of every month. And it's a way for us to interact with our clients, customers, or would-be clients and customers and colleagues and, you know, just kind of, Relax a minute. You know, you have to business. We always have a fun time at Celebration. So uh, that's true. That's a very good point. Thank you for bringing that up. So anyone who is in the the Wilmington area tomorrow, um, please, um, if you may, stop by uh, Celebrations on Market. It is actually located at 340 South Market Street in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, That address, again, is 340 South Market Street in Wilmington, Delaware. And we will be there from 5 to 7 hours. Um, happy hour specials, drinks and food specials. Um, we always have a great time to come sit down and chit-chat, ask any questions, or as Joe said, just hang out. So look forward to seeing you all there. If you have any questions, um, email address is uh, averagejoe720 at msn.com for if you want to uh, reach out to Joe. Um, my email is Sharon at HREAssociates.com. Thank you again all for, uh, for tuning in this evening to Real Estate Straight Talk, and we look forward to chatting with you next month, April 29th. Have a great evening. Take care. Thanks, That's Joe. That's our show for today. So until next time, keep it real, listen, learn, and live. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.